if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now, nine minutes past 10 o'clock on this Wednesday, the fourth morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2020. Supposed to be the morning we are reacting to the uh, next president of the United States. Instead, we are watching all kinds of shenanigans, chicanery, um, collusion, uh, conspiracy, you call it what you want it. Most people are just calling it flat-out voter fraud. That is what President Trump is calling it, and this is not going to be decided by the voters after all. It's going to be decided by the lawyers and by the courts. Joining us now to analyze where we are as President Trump went from being a massive underdog at the start of the evening last night to a huge favorite a few hours into the counting, at least according to the Vegas betting lines, to now being a neck-and-neck race and the president needing virtually all of the remaining battlegrounds from Wisconsin to Michigan to Pennsylvania, as well as keeping Georgia on his side of the ledger in order to have a shot at 270. Peter Kersenow, <laughs> excuse me, back with us from the United States Commission on Civil Rights, also a Cleveland att- attorney. Pete, good morning. How are you? Good, Bob. I could be better. Uh, this is not unexpected, however. I think many of us, and we talked about it a little bit, I think that this is going to be protracted. We'd hope, obviously, that we'd have a result by now. Uh, but for the reasons that you mentioned, I think we're not going to have a result for a long time because I think there's going to be a considerable amount of litigation by either party, regardless of what uh, the calls are by the networks or anyone else, because there's going to be recounts, as you've indicated. There's so many states that are so close. Right now, as you know, most of the networks and the New York Times uh, tally and all the other tallies have um, about six states that have not been called that will be crucial to determine the outcome of the election. That's Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, and Georgia. Right now, President Trump has a 680,000 vote lead in Pennsylvania. I think he's got uh, significant enough leads, 2.5 to 3% uh, leads in North Carolina and Georgia. I think he'll retain North Carolina, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. If that's the case, he needs... Um, one of the following, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada. Now, it looks like Wisconsin will probably go Biden. Michigan. Pete, before you go state by state, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Pete, before you go state by state, because I want to, if I don't get in there uh, to get a couple of points you made, I will lose them by the time I get to new points that you made. Um, You mentioned the media. 
making the calls. Yeah. Um, this is this is enormous. The New York Times actually tweeted and said, we're in control of this thing. We will decide who the next president is. Quote, right, the right. role of declaring the winner of a presidential election in the United States falls to the news media. The broadcast networks and cable news outlets have vowed to be prudent. Here's how it will work. They basically said, we decide who wins this election. Not the co- vote counters, not the secretaries of state that certify elections. We will make the call, and we'll do it based on whatever we wish. Exit polling, voter analysis, and etc., state by state. Now, that's one thing for the media to say that, which is huge. But what followed that is even even bigger to me, because, again, it it kind of alludes to the uh, unholy alliance between the DNC, the news media, uh, you know, and uh, and, and the Biden campaign, all part of the, the massive Democratic machine. Joe Biden's statement last night was, we will assert control and begin forming the new government if the media says I win. So the, the media is saying, we're in charge. Joe Biden has said, I will follow my media overlords and do exactly what they say. If they say I won, I'm, I'm going to declare victory and start forming the new government. That is troubling to me because the media, of course, has been, just look at the polls that the media is responsible for, Peter. This was supposed to be a walk. This was supposed to be a 7 to 10 point Biden win in all of these states that we heard the media telling us by way of the polling. Uh, so Biden is essentially saying, I'm taking my marching orders from the media and the New York Times, at least, at the very least, is saying, yep, and we will provide them. Yeah, there's no separation between the, the DNC, Biden, and the media. They are one and the same. As you've indicated, when you look at the coverage the media has provided to Biden, 92% favorable coverage, and the flip of that is 92% negative coverage of Trump. And it's a qualitative difference, too. The favorable coverage of Biden is hagiography. It is, it is completely made up because there's nothing to Biden versus the unfavorable coverage of Trump overlooks and distorts and lies about the manifold successes of this president, which exceed any president of my lifetime. And everyone in your audience knows that also. That's what's so maddening about this. So we should just completely dismiss all of that. But at the same time, you're right. It is extremely troubling the way this is happening because, you know, uh, I think Tucker Carlson has been the, the most vocal on this. Big tech has clearly placed not just a thumb on the scale, they've placed their entire bodies on the scale in favor of Biden on this. It's had an enormous effect on the electoral vote. So this is something that needs to be addressed. My cons- one of my principal concerns in terms of who has control of the government is, will we have someone in place that can begin to address, at least legislatively, the monopoly power of big tech? and push back, not just push back, but address it completely, because this is something that has the ability to change the outcome of the election in profound ways. There was a study just about, oh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, way before the media became so rapidly in favor of Democrats versus Republicans, even though there was always a bias. And this is way before the weight of big tech. And that study showed, this was by some liberals, showed that media preference, if a media favors a certain candidate, it has the ability, on average, to affect the outcome of a vote by five points. Consider that, five points. We're looking at the margins in many of these states being 0.5, 0.7, 1.2, 2.4. Yeah. Five points. 
That's extraordinary. And that's way before we had the proliferation of social media, big tech, and the, the complete abdication by reporters of the responsibility to report the news objectively. They have gone after Trump and made stuff up about him. We've had an attempted coup against Trump. They come up with this ridiculous impeachment, and the media has been four yeah. square in favor of all of that. So that's a significant thing. But now... Well, and just to um, point out, the Washington Post, Byron York uh, had this, uh, uh, you know, which uh, is easy to find, uh, but he tweeted about it, and, and I'm so glad <clears throat> that he did, about the media and about the polling. The Washington Post poll, as of literally three days ago, had um, Joe Biden up by 16, po- I think it was 16, was it 16 or 17 points? Um, I may have deleted that screen before you came on. At any rate, um, as of this morning, it, this is in Wisconsin, by the way. Washington Post had, had uh, um, uh, according to their polling, Biden up by 16 po- 17 points over, jo- over uh, uh, Donald Trump. As of this morning, it was one-tenth of one percent. No, I'm sorry, one-seventh right. of one percent. That was the difference between the two. So clearly, that is an attempt, Pete, at voter suppression. You know, the left always talks about voter suppression among the Republicans, which, of course, is just a not ridiculous race-based non-starter talking about voter IDs and so on and so forth. But to me, the media tries to dispirit Republicans from voting, saying, why would you go stand in that line for three hours when your guy is trailing by 17 points? You're wasting your time. Don't bother. They do that all over the country, but there's no more egregious example than that, when literally just less than a week ago, they had a 17-point Biden lead when clearly, um, you know, it's, it's a neck and neck dead heat in Wisconsin. That was the case for only, almost every state, Bob. The media bias is not just glaring, it's blinding, it's stunning. And the polling industry, their credibility is finished. We had Gone. 2016, and now we had this, and this is even worse than 2016. 2016 may have been a surprise, but the differentials between Biden and Clinton versus, I'm sorry, Biden and Trump versus Clinton and Trump were greater in the former than in the latter. For example, up that you were talking about last week, up until just a few days ago, just a few days ago, they had Iowa, the average of polls for Iowa had Biden up seven and Trump has taken it by eight. That's a fifth point swing in just a few days. They have missed on almost everything. It's just extraordinary. And keep this in mind for your listeners out there, and I know they're thinking this already. For those who hadn't already abandoned, given any credence to the polls, in 2024, when you see polls, remember what you've experienced in 2016 and 2020. Just remember that. There is such a thing as not, not just the shy Trump voter, but the shy conservative voter. We're not going to be talking about these things, but on top of that, right. they distort intentionally. There's no way, if you look at this mathematically, that you could come up with these kinds of numbers unless a certain amount of a thumb on the scale was going on. So, don't just disregard the polls almost entirely. I look at them just to get an idea as to what does the media want me to think. It does provide information. Everything provides information if you look at it in a certain way, but you have to understand what kind of information it's providing. If you think this is providing accurate information about the state of a race, forget it. That's not what's going on here. It may be providing information about what the Democrats are up to, because the media are the Democrats. Get that straight. There is no 
any, uh, no longer any difference between the two. However, let's take a look at where we are right now. Um, well, hold hold that thought, Pete. Hold that thought, because uh, we worked our way to the 1020 break here. We'll come back on the flip side, and I want to ask you. It looks as though, as of this morning, it's going to be a best two out of three race now, assuming Georgia and... Uh, and uh, North Carolina hold for President Trump, right. and Arizona holds for, for, for Joe Biden, that between Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, whoever can win two of those three is going to have the path to 270. Uh, I do want you to break down each of those states based on sure. where we were last night and where we are this morning. And I want to ask you if you have ever heard of, heard of 139,000 votes being found overnight after voting had stopped being counted, and uh, all 139,000 of them going to one candidate and zero to the other, because that's what's hap- happening in Michigan. Uh, Kirsten, I'll back to analyze that uh, after this on AM 1420, The Answer. None will ever own the mind. Nobody of it is worth Okay, let's uh, get right back into this with Peter Kirsten. Uh, we uh, had to cover a lot of bases there before we get back to the issue of the state-by-states and where we are right now. Uh, Peter, uh, I think you started before I asked you to get into the polling aspect of things with Wisconsin. So you can go to Wisconsin, you can go to Michigan, you can go to Pennsylvania. I'll let you choose uh, and sure. tell us what you think and where this is. Good. By the way, Nevada has just announced they will not update their polling results, results until sometime Thursday, tomorrow. So they have no interest whatsoever in getting this all counted today so that we can try to move forward here. They're going to hold this for some strange reason until Thursday. Uh, so just to throw that one in there, but go ahead. Right. Um, again, it's important to reiterate a couple things. The things that you mentioned were extremely important, Bob. What the media, this unholy alliance between the media, polling companies, and Democrats, is all one the same, and it's for a particular purpose. If we were saying this, say, eight years ago, Bob, I would say, you know, plausible, but, you know, kind of veering into conspiracy theory territory, not even eight years ago, maybe 12 years ago. But gradually, or, and we're all suspicious, of course, but gradually over time, there, it is, the conclusion is inescapable that there is absolutely no daylight between those three entities. So remember that going into any future election, but also remember that for purposes of assessing this, this particular election and what's going on right now. I will say this as kind of a general matter, Bob. Even though we are angry, furious, suspicious, maybe some are disappointed, I don't know why, because the outcome is still in doubt, and I still think we have a very good chance because of this reason. Would you rather be a Democrat with Joe Biden as your standard bearer during a fight or a Republican with Donald Trump as your standard bearer during a fight? This is not your father's Republican uh, party. It's not your father's president, Republican president, that's for sure. Donald Trump will make sure every avenue is explored to make sure that the right outcome is the outcome, not some manufactured outcome. So take solace in the fact that we have got the ultimate fighter on our side. Who was that wrestler, the ultimate warrior? That's yeah, who yeah. we have on our side. So that's good. If this were 2000, all due respect to previous presidents, but if this were 2000, 2004, if this were some other election cycle, I'd be <clears> a lot more nervous, and I think the Democrats need to be more nervous. that you, Even with all of the elements arrayed in their favor, such as the media, I'd be more nervous as a Democrat than a Republican. But here's where we are. Six outstanding states, supposedly Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Georgia. 
I think right now, again, this is all speculation, but the numbers are pretty good. I think that it's fairly probable Trump retains Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. Yes, will there be fraud? Betcha, especially in Pennsylvania. But right now, depending upon which minute you look at, uh, the last minute I looked at was a 680,000 vote advantage in Pennsylvania for Trump. But that varies, as I said, every five minutes you've got to look at it, and it varies significantly. But that's a pretty yeah, large. Yeah, but Pete, but Pete, in, in addition, in addition to the 680 to 700,000 vote lead that he has, um, I, I saw this this morning as well. Tom Wolf, the governor, says there are still about a million votes to be counted. Right now, what does sure. that tell you? If you do the math, if you do the math. Biden will have to win 84% of the remaining uh, million votes in order to close that gap. No way, no how, no possibility in any part of, including Philadelphia, is he going to win 84 to 16 uh, to close that gap. So again, if that does happen, then I'm going to call, I'm going to call shenanigans and I'm going to say this is just flat out voter fraud. There is no way he wins 84% of a million votes. Right, exactly right. And, you know, I learned that in Mrs. Harvath's third grade math class. All of us know that, and Trump knows that. So there's going to be litigation with respect to that if they try to pull any shenanigans, as you, as you said. So I think we can say that n- nothing is safe, but I believe we can be relatively confident that at the end of the day, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia will be in the Trump column. That leaves Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada. I'm kind of putting Wisconsin to the side. I don't think that that's viable. It's still possible. It's not been called. But I think Wisconsin probably goes Democrat. Michigan and Nevada. Right now, the last time I looked, and this was about 15 minutes ago, um, Biden is up by only 0.6 in Nevada, okay, with 74% of the votes counted. That's nothing. That's nothing. And based on two phone calls I received in the morning from well-placed individuals in the Republican Party, it appears as if the counties remaining to report or have the bulk of the reporting are Trump-heavy counties, okay, or at least counties that have um, in the past, in 2016, given the majority of the votes to Trump. So Nevada is still there. It's still a very good, viable possibility for a pickup. Michigan, as of maybe 20 minutes ago, Biden was up by 0.4, and that keeps flipping, as you know, every 10 or 15 minutes. 94%, the last time I looked, has been counted. There's still a very good possibility. Also, you know, John James is up by more than that. There's a very good possibility that Trump takes that. But either way, we will not know. And remember what you said at the outset, which is very important for your listeners. If the media calls any of these states for Biden, suspend belief on this at all times, because this is something that has been coordinated by media, by the Democrats, by the left. But I repeat myself. They, I've seen the strategy. They had even been quietly talking about it. It was astonishing. It was being reported that the media was going to set themselves as the arbiters and the Biden campaign was yep. going to defer to the media. This was something that they had cooked up uh, at least a month ago. So all of that stuff should be discarded, just like the polls. Use your common sense. Use your head. Use your practicality. And we have to fight like nobody's business on this stuff. We will not know the outcome this week. We may not know it next week. We may not know it for another month because there will be litigation. And I'm happy that Trump is leading our fight. Now, good news. 
if there's some good news you're looking for, we keep the Senate and we pick up some seats in the House, okay? Um, that's good. So even if, worst case scenario, Biden were to win, they can't do the things, the, the most drastic things to change our country, such as the Electoral College. <clears throat> that's bigger than just good. I'm glad you brought it yeah. up. I was going to ask you before we're done here. That's bigger than good. The firewall. The Senate remains our firewall. That is so extraordinary because Nancy's going to continue to lead the House. If there is a Biden in the Oval Office or a a Harris in the Oval Office, you're right. They can't pack the court. They can't expand the states. They can't do all of the things that they said. Everything is on the table because Mitch is going to remain in control of the Senate. That is beyond good. That is the... If we don't win the Oval Office or if it is stolen from us, that is the one thing that we can say is we have our failsafe. We have our firewall. Pete? Thank yep, you. I am Great here. analysis, as always. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know if we lost connection there or not for a second, but it's okay. We're at the end of the segment anyway. Great analysis, Peter. Thanks for coming on. I know we had you yesterday. I appreciate you coming in to weigh in on this one as well. I know our listeners do, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Peter Kirsten now. It's 1031. We'll take your phone calls the rest of the way. What are you thinking right now after what you saw last night and what you have heard thus far this morning? I want your calls. 216-901-0945. Next. Okay, 1038 now. The Bob France Authority continues. I've got good news for you. Uh, I am going to take your phone calls, as I promised that I would. Uh, but better news for you is that Peter Kirstenau has had his schedule open up, and he can stay with us for another segment or two. So what we're going to do is open up the phone lines for Peter. If you've got a question you would like to ask Peter Kirstenau, who is very dialed into all of this, statistically, analytically, and beyond, uh, dial us up, 216-901-0945. 888-281-1110. Ask Kersenow, uh for the remainder of this show. Pete, thanks. Uh, I'm glad you're back. I thought you were done after the uh, two segments. Well, so I'm glad a, to have you're you back. right. I had a, I had a change in a telephone call, so uh, that's been put off, and I think this is so important that I immediately got back in touch with Marcy and said, hey, look, uh, if you need me for more time, I'm going to do overtime, no doubt whatsoever. Well, let's uh, let's uh, take questions. As a matter of fact, let me ask the first one while the callers get in for you. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you about this because I brought it up before you came on. Is there any plausible reason whatsoever why a state would stop counting uh, in the middle of the night and then say, oh, no. we'll pick it up again tomorrow? Because that that is, you know, you talk about you talk about fraud, you talk about ballot harvesting. All I know is that they should have been counting through the night to get us a result of each state as early this morning as humanly possible. And said they said, hey, we're going to stop then. After a night of not counting, I went to bed with President Trump with a six-point lead in Michigan. I woke up to find it 49-49, actually 49.3 for, for Biden to 49.1. I thought they said they were not counting anymore. I, 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 why would a state stop counting Peter Kersenow, and how can vote totals change while they're supposedly uh, in their down period? I can think of, and I hate to say this, but it's 2020, I can think of no good legitimate Reason We are talking about the election for the presidency of the United States of America, the most powerful nation in the world, and you don't just say, eh, you know, we'll get back to it at some point. Lots rides on this besides just whether or not we know the outcome of the election. Markets ride on this. What um, Our international relationships relied on this. So much rides on what's going on here. Many people are making decisions based on the slightest changes in state 
totals. So there's no good plausible reason at all whatsoever. And given the fact that we have seen all of this stuff happen before, there is the presumption is that there is something false afoot, something nefarious afoot. We cannot give anyone the benefit of the doubt here. We have seen manipulation on a colossal scale from media, from political parties. This is just extraordinary what's going on. So I hate to say this, but our institutions have so discredited themselves, people don't believe them anymore. That's a bad place to be in a constitutional republic. But much of that is the fault of big media and the Democrats. I'm going to call out the Democrats on this, not just progressives, but they have been behaving in an irresponsible fashion. I'm not going to say give a carte blanche to Republicans, but clearly there's no false equivalency here whatsoever. This is on the side of the left. They have done irresponsible things in terms of, uh, of attacking our institutions, making up false claims about the president, going through an impeachment, staging a coup. We have had now, in the last four years, the greatest political scandal in history and the greatest corruption scandal in history. And on one, the media was manufacturing things out of whole cloth, and on the other, they were suppressing all evidence of it. So the presumption, the default position, unfortunately, for all of us who like to think you know, in terms of, of uh, approaching issues in a sane, deliberate, calm manner, that's been abandoned right now. So with respect to yeah. where the state of the race is, we have nothing's going to be decided for quite some time because of litigation. The good news right. is we've got Trump on our side. But the, also, the other good news is, as I said before, we've got the Senate. We've expanded uh, seats in the House. We do have the Supreme Court. Um, and remember that... Just day before yesterday, the polls had Ohio going to Biden by one. They said yeah. Florida, North Carolina, Michigan, uh, Nevada, Pennsylvania, even Iowa up until Monday were all going Trump, I'm sorry, Biden by a fairly significant margin, not Ohio by just one, but all the others by significant margins. So if if we're going to be relying on the, these institutions to provide us with the critical knowledge for performing our most critical function as citizens, then we, we can't do that anymore. There's just absolutely no chance. The other thing about it is, keep in mind one thing. You saw probably on some projection what the vote totals are in Washington, D.C. And that tells you almost everything you need to know. Washington, D.C. goes 96.5% for Joe Biden. That is the swamp writ large right there that tells you everything you need yep. to know about what we are fighting. that's why they want to make it a state that's why they want to make it a state and allow them to pick two senators from that swamp to uh, to have an automatic guaranteed you know two liberal senators uh for you know for throughout the future that's a huge part Pete, let's get to some phone calls here i know other people have questions for you and for us so let's do that we're going to go to um diane uh, first diane you're on the air with peter Kersenow as well go right ahead diane well, thank you so much. Um, I, my question is, how do the Democrats come to be, um, how do they have thousands of thousands of votes still uncounted, still yet to be coming in supposedly for Biden, that will would not also affect perhaps um, favorably on their behalf with Senate or uh, congressional races as well. Don't they care about those? 
Well, Diane, you're yeah, Pete, you brought that up, Diane. <laughs> first, first Diane, thank you for the phone call. Logically. Pete, let me. Yeah, you you mentioned that earlier. I thought Pete about John James. Yeah. You know when uh, when yeah. they found those massive 139,000 votes for Joe Biden overnight, all Democrat. Uh, how come none of those uh, affected the, um, uh, the 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 Senate race up there? Well, if the question answers itself, doesn't it? Uh, you know, as I said before, I learned math in third grade from Mrs. Harvath. That's all I need to know. You know the old thing about everything I need to know I learned in kindergarten? Well, when it comes to these kinds of things, we know these things intuitively. This doesn't make sense. You can't have 300,000 uncounted ballots with, say, 80% going to Biden, but when it comes to the more discreet congressional races, Senate races, other races, it's more like 50-50. There's something really wrong there. Trust your instincts on this. Do not give Very a pass well to the left, to the media, to the Democrats. They have squandered any kind of benefit of the doubt. It's gone completely. But again, keep in mind that you may be disgruntled, angry, uncomfortable, nervous. Keep in mind there's a lot of good things to look at for now, and, the, and it ain't over till it's over. The good things are, as we just discussed, we retain the Senate, we gain seats in the House, we have the Supreme Court, but there's a lot of other things that are going on under the surface that suggest that, you know, uh, maybe not all is lost. I'm, I'm very concerned that given the stark choice that we had between Biden and Harris and Trump and Pence and their respective platforms, that this is even a close race. I suspect Democrats are probably right. thinking the same thing, uh, because they have an overwhelming advantage in almost every major institution in this country. But the people of the United States stood up and said, no, I don't care about your polls that show a 10-point national advantage for Biden. I don't care about your polls that show that Ohio is going to change. Well, Ohio well, even well, you know what, the reason for that is it wasn't a 10-point national advantage for Biden. It was a 10-point anti-Trump. People have to understand, when you talk about that voter enthusiasm, nobody, and I mean this with all sincerity, nobody voted for Joe Biden because they are excited about Joe Biden becoming president, thinking, man, this is the guy we've been waiting for. This is the guy to come and take us to, to the next level economically, militarily, foreign policy, blah, blah, blah. Nobody. This was a referendum on Donald Trump. There were either Trump voters or there were Trump haters. Nobody was voting because, man, I really think Joe Biden is the answer. Joe Biden is just the guy on the other side. This is a vote for Trump or anti-Trump. Here's another good thing I want to share with you, Pete, and then we'll go to our next call. <clears throat> As of uh, about five hours ago this morning, what's, what was left to be counted? In Alaska, 43% of the vote in, Trump up by 30. Georgia. 94% of the vote in, Trump up by one and a half, which is a lot tighter than I want it to be. Michigan, 81% in. Again, as of earlier this morning, Trump was up. Now it's about a dead heat. Nevada, 69% in. Biden was up two. North Carolina, 94% in. Trump up two. Pennsylvania, 77% in. Trump up 11. And Wisconsin, with 99% in. Biden up by 0.3. If all of those held... If all of those held the way they are, and I'm not saying they will, but if all of those held, the, the, the total would be Trump 283, Biden 254, Trump wins. 
So clearly, the, what the left has to do now, especially in Michigan and Wisconsin, is make sure that those do not hold. And that's what they did overnight. This is why so many of us do not trust the process. If things held, uh, President Trump wins going away, but they are going to try to find and do the ballot harvesting and find as many manufactured mail-in votes as they can find to say, oh, we found another bucket or two over here uh, that are all for Joe Biden. And, uh, and all it takes is one or two of those to flip the other way, and it's Biden who gets to 270. So uh that let's let's point out where we exactly are in all those states uh peter let's go to um cleveland and julie has a question for you or a comment julie you're on the air with peter kirsten i'll go ahead hi thanks for taking my call and uh bad news i'm watching polls now and john or our mr james in michigan is now losing by like 49 to like (laughs) 49.2 and trump is also losing by one point in michigan and i get to tell you i don't know when i have ever felt as physically ill as I do today, because I'm paying 1500 bucks a month for my insurance, and I'm not working. You know, and, and I just think, I told my husband, I go, oh, God, it's mask mandates and a total lockdown. But my question was, um, number one, I think Bill Barr needs to go. I just have no confidence in him. But could Trump appoint a special prosecutor like, you know, um, Sidney Powell or someone like that to lead an investigation into this voter fraud and see what the heck is going on, and can all this be done and settled by the time inauguration comes in January? And I'll just hang up and wait for your answer. Thanks a lot, and have a good day. Thank you so much yeah. for the phone call, Julie. Pete, First go ahead. Of all, it's going to be it's going to be up to the attorney general to appoint a special prosecutor, and I think there's a fair probability that Barr will. I know a number of us are, are a little disappointed with uh, a number of the outcomes thus far that we've seen with respect to the Durham investigation, etc. Uh, it seems as if nothing ever happens to the swamp, and it's staring us right in the face. We've seen it with the FBI, the CIA, and and. It seems to happen over and over and over again, and there's never any accounting. There's always, apparently, some type of an accounting when it comes to Republicans, never when it comes to Democrats. I do think, however, that at uh, the end of the day, we will have some kind of special prosecutor. I, at least I'm, I'm hoping for that, but I think from what I understand, I can just tell you that I've heard from different sources that we are close to having a special prosecutor appointed, but remember this. Given the vagaries of this recount situation, there's going to be enormous political pressure to put all of that on hold. And I hate to say this, but who trusts anything or anyone in Washington these days? I, I have absolutely no confidence in almost anything. And when I don't Tucker either. Carl and I used to have confidence said, in Bill Barr. I had confidence yes. in Bill Barr, and I had confidence in John Durham because Bill Barr told me to have confidence in John Durham. So I, I agree with her. I When he was appointed to replace Sessions, I was thrilled because I loved everything about Bill Barr, but I have been extraordinarily disappointed and uh, dismayed by the way he has handled his responsibilities as as Attorney General. And right now, we need the Department of Justice to dig into this uh, before there is an inauguration. Not after they can say, oh, well, we found this irregularity and that irregularity, and this was a little bit questionable, and that was wrong. Uh, but, oh, by the way, it's too late. Uh, you know, Joe Biden is on his way. I, I, it's It's got to be immediate. It's got to be done. And the investigations, uh, like you said, have to be nonpartisan, and they have to be independent. If Trump prevails, I think that given everything that he's gone through and the fact that he's got another four years, I think everybody in your listening audience feels pretty confident that Trump will make sure 
that none of this stuff gets swept under the rug. It's been placed on hold for four years. It doesn't take this long to see what's in front of your face. We all and yet here we evident. sit, and yet here yeah. we sit. The next election, the you know this election having taken place yesterday, and and justice has not been done. Accountability has not been had. Uh, and 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 he, you know, of course, in his Department of Justice, we're in charge, and we're sitting by and waiting, and nothing is happening. So you'll excuse me if I am a little bit less confident about that as you are, uh, Pete. I'll give you the last word on this after this time out, and we'll take maybe one or two more quick phone calls for Peter Kersenow as well on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Okay, 1056. I've got time for maybe two, but maybe only one, depending on the question and the answer for Peter Kersenow. So Pete is with us, and we're going to bring on uh, my friend Will in Houston, Texas. Uh, thank God, Will, that your boys came through, uh, your men and women down there. Early on when I saw those numbers in Texas, I was kind of scared that uh, that <laughs> California immigration from uh, from California to Texas was going to turn that state blue. But you oh, guys man, came through. I, I was scared, too, brother. I was scared, too, man. But I'm, I'm so glad we put it out, dude. But, but, but man, we, we still got a... We still got a lot of work to do, man, and and I'm just I'm glad you know y'all y'all said something today because I was I woke up kind of upset, man. Oh, after what after what happened overnight, but 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 Pete, oh Pete, dude, I'm a huge fan, brother, huge fan. Um, y'all said something, man. Hey, in the interest of time, in the interest of time, Will, I, I need you to just go ahead and ask your question of Pete or okay. your comment to Pete because we're short okay. on time. Go ahead. Okay, no, I I, I will say I'm I'm glad that that we have Trump as a fighter, and I'm and I hope he fights this and and, and fight it. All the way to however far he needs to fight it, because um, it's, it's just that important. That's, that's all I had. Okay, thank you, brother. I appreciate right, it. Yeah, the, uh, Pete, I don't know about you. Pete, were you nervous when you saw Texas yesterday? As we were about fifty no, percent no, of the vote no, in, no. and it was uh, it was it was neck and neck. No, I was not nervous, and I was not nervous by a number of the early returns. Um, I had okay. a pretty good sense of which way this was going. I'm a little um, surprised that some of these states are as tight as they are, but none of this has surprised me. It ain't over till it's over. We still have some time to go left, and even after the litigation, we are going to see some changes in the numbers. I'm absolutely certain of that. Um, Will is, is right here. I think a number of us looked at this. And remember where this was just 24 hours ago. The Democrats believed that all these states that we just cited, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, even Georgia, were going to go to Biden, and some of them by large margins. None of them have yet gone to Biden, and many of them will not go to Biden. And on top of that, this is not the kind of defeat that everyone believed it was going to be for Trump. Ten points? Nationally, no way. I still maintain that at the end of the day, Trump likely will win. It's very close. We knew throughout this was going to be close. Yeah. You can't make provision for, you know, kind of shenanigans, as you've called them. But nonetheless, keep the faith out there. I think that we have Trump on our side. We have facts on our side. We will prevail. Keep an eye on those six For the record, I only use the, the word shenanigans be- for the record, I only use the word shenanigans because I fear the FCC if I use the real words. Peter Kirsten out. Thank you. Great, great analysis. Thank you for working overtime with us as well, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Take care, Bob. Thank you, Pete. That's all the time we've got. Mike Gallagher next. Stay here for him, then Charlie Kirk, then Dennis Prager. Great analysis coming your way on AM 1420, The Answer.